Hi, this is Dean Winyas here, and this is the Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show. a new season of Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah. Um, Luke Flanagan speaking. Uh, we actually don't have Rich Walker. He's away on holiday. Um, so I've got a guest speaker today, guest presenter, um, that of the very famous Red Robin podcast. And he's been a guest before, to be fair, haven't you, mate? Uh, Joe Appleyard is here. So welcome, Joe. Thank you, mate. We've been promoted in divisions and you've got a, promos- um, a promotion in the guests. <laughs> <laughs> Quality. Um, So, I think the last time we spoke on the pod, mate, we'd just been relegated after Wigan, haven't we? It Um, was, yeah. Because we had old Grandpa Joe on, who's gone from strength to strength as well. Yeah. Which is great to see. And then, obviously, yourself with with your own podcast with uh, with Red Robin, with Chris Johnson, which I listen to every week, I must say. Oh, thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Same to you guys, yeah. (laughs) Big, big plug. Well, to be fair, mate, we've... We've been so busy. We wanted to do a, a Euros, blah, blah, blah. We managed to do one. And then me and Rich were never free because there was so much football we wanted to talk about. By the time we were, would have recorded it, it'd been out of date. Um, it's all right when it's when it's City and it's like every week. But when there was games, like three, four games, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> to talk about all the time. So we we couldn't really uh, keep keep the momentum up with that one. But 
obviously back for a new season. A um, couple of shout outs uh, before we get started. So obviously we have our main sponsors in Hull City Ladies. So massive thanks to them. Their season will start soon. And I'm sure you'll hear more stuff um, about what's going on down there. I know they've got Man United women in a um, in a friendly before the season starts down at Aworth Park. So that should be a good that should be a good fixture to draw the crowds in. Um, and also we've got obviously our patrons. So we've got uh, Danny Nickel, Ewan Jones, Mike Hassan, Adam Brown, Alex O'Neill, uh, Aaron Bell, and Rich Fleming. So big big thanks to you guys for supporting the pod with our. <laughs> Two month break or whatever we've had. Um, obviously, next time we record, Rich will be back as normal. But uh, and then also just a plug for FanHub. If you haven't downloaded the FanHub app, um, make sure you get on and do that. Now we can actually check in from grounds and stuff. Um, it gives you stats of where you've been and like most travelled miles and all of that. So it's all good to have. Um, so me and you are just gonna have a bit of a chat about so far with pre season and the season so far, aren't we mate. Yes, we are indeed, mate. So I was going to start with their transfers um, and obviously just to give it a little bit of a caveat because I know that most City fans will know this but we can't pay anybody any fees, can we? Um, we're limited to loans and free free agents um, based on the the loan that we took out of the AFL. Now, that is what it, it is what it is, isn't it, at the end of the day? Um, but what do you think of our business so far that McCann's done? I think looking at the financial embargo, transfer embargo, whatever you want to call it, mate, apart from, in my own opinion, I think we are still lacking a striker, and I know we'll move on to that. You look at the people who we've got on loan and free transfers, I mean, Andy Cannon, George Moncure, Randall Williams, obviously we haven't seen him yet, young lad Tom Nixon, who was part of the academy, and then the loan deals, Longman, Deshaun Bernard, Matt Smith and Matt Smith and Baxter, all from Prem teams, mate, and mm. that's probably what we've lacked the past few seasons, especially when we went down, getting these loan deals from these big clubs, because they they want their young lads, they don't want to be playing them in the reserves, they want to be playing in the middle championship, top end of the second division, and I think, all credit to him, we've gone and done the business, I think obviously with George Long leaving, he's got Baxter in, he's playing second string, he played in the cup game last night, mm-hmm. um, Deshaun Bernard, I think he's a really good catch, we'll speak about him won't we, when we discuss the Wigan defeat. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, really happy with it, mate. I think, obviously, the big talk at the minute is get get Huddleston, get Huddleston, get Huddleston. But for me, I, I love Josh McGuinness, Eves. I know we're mixed opinions and we don't want to go in on people, do we? But I do yeah. think I do think if we want to compete for mid-table, that's what I want to do this year. I'm not going to be like a Brentford Arvin Tony thinking we're going to win the league when we get promoted. I'm not expecting mm. that. But I do think we're a striker away from being a yeah. near-complete squad. But I don't know. What about you, mate? I'm quite happy apart from that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm similar to you, mate, to be honest. I think the stuff that the, we did quite some of our business quite early and then obviously mm. we, we were waiting on Matty Smith and from what I saw yesterday, mate, he was—he looks like a great midfielder. So steady um, on the ball, and and to be fair, like you can see why there's not this massive kind of rush to get this Udelson deal done because if you've got Smallwood playing like Smallwood did last weekend, I know again people, you know, I always say you, you're entitled to your opinion if you pay your money, but sometimes I just think people don't watch the same game, mate. Honestly, mm. it'll be the same when when you hear stuff about Rovers when you're doing your podcast, but. When you see some of the stuff on social media, just like I've a word, honestly, mm. like some of the some of the negative comments towards Smallwood at pre-season, then all of a sudden people are backtracking and saying how good he is, or oh, he's only one game, don't make him a good player. Listen, mate, he was great last year, wasn't he? And then he got injured, 
couldn't get back in the side because how good was Regan Slater? Mm. That was the problem, wasn't it? And I know that he did lose a little bit of form, but for 18 months before that, he hadn't played Smallwood. You know, and he was playing like every single game, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, wasn't he? So he got injured, came back, still played quite well, then kind of had a little dip. So I think when you've got somebody like Smallwood and then Matty Smith, them two are going to be competing for those places there. There's not a massive rush to get Huddleston done. The only thing I would say is that the amount of young lads that we're going to have to rely on with squad depth this year, it would be good to have someone like him around them, you know, for training and stuff. And it's going to give some of the fans a lift if we sign someone like him as well, in it? You know, old fans' favourite and all yes. that. Yeah, and that's what you've got to look at, aren't you? It's great. I mean, you see everything when it, all it takes is an old player, the likes of Marla Davis, mm. to even tweet about the club. And it's like, exactly. brilliant, you was a legend, you was a let all stuff like this. And do you know what? As much as, I mean, we was at the Scunny game, weren't we, the pre-season? Yeah. How, how good was it to see Uddleston in a city shirt? It was weird after everything that's gone on the past <laughs> few years to see someone like him from the Prem days. It was great, but you look at the future, you look at all City in 2021-2022 with mm. everything going on and the numbers we've got in midfield. I mean, I know we're missing Honeyman still and you've got like Doherty and you've got the young lads coming through Smallwood as well. It's hard. I mean, I'd love Huddleston and a striker like I previously mentioned, mate. But yeah. it's weird, isn't it? You see what Baz Cooper puts on. One day it's done. The other day we're still waiting on confirmation. I know we've still got a whack. we've still got a few weeks, haven't we, until the window closes. So can I see Uddleston? Yeah, of course I can. But if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. It's been great to see him back. But we're all sitting 21, 22. Sometimes you can't rely on the past. But bit of that experience, especially for the young lads in midfield, the 23s. He could play a few games for them, get the games up. His last game for Derby was against us when we was in it the was, championship. Yeah. yeah, it was. Which yeah. is ridic- a ridiculous stat to say we've played, gone down, played 46 <laughs> games in League One and gone up and that's his first game. But credit to him, he still hadn't lost his touch at 34. I mean, I thought he dominated Scunny's midfield. Great to see him. But yeah, I think two two more, including Uddleston, and I'll be happy. Yeah. And I think then we're ready to compete for, you know, hopefully top end of mid-table because we don't want to be dragged into a dogfight again. No, I agree. I agree on that. Um, I do think we do need a striker, but mm. you don't want to be splurging for somebody who's not proven. You maybe want to be looking at the, you know, Premier League sides who's going to loan a young lad out. You know, because originally when they thought of when we talked about this Matty Smith, we thought it was going to be like Liam Delap. Yeah, Liam Delap, and that was the that was the one for me, mate. I was like, unbelievable if we can get mm. him. Because he, I mean, he, I know he played, he scored for Man City um, on his debut, didn't he? I think mm. in the cup, I think. Because um, he he played and they played a very young squad, but even Pep Pep played a really young squad for the for the Charity Shield as well, didn't he, mate? Mm. So. He's obviously wanting his players to develop and stuff, which is good. But we'll see how the window goes. But yeah, I still think we're missing a striker like yourself. Um, didn't have an awful lot of pre-season, mate. If we just move on to pre-season. Didn't have an awful lot of games to watch, did we, really? Um, I know, like you said, before we went to Scunny, um, and we'll probably talk about that in a second, but obviously beforehand, I got wind of, um, obviously, I'm always a lover of uh, of young lads breaking into the team you know, and, and one of our own and all of that, you know, we've got Lewis Potter, how good was he last night, by the way, with that finish. But it's great to see the young Hull lads coming through. And, and I knew, obviously, I, I, I actually taught Ollie Green at, at, uh, at Drift Secondary School. So I got wind that he was going to be playing the second half and I wasn't originally going to go to the Mansfield game. And I made I actually got into the ground at half-time just specifically to see him play because I knew it was his first team debut and I wanted to support him. But... 
he, he listen, mate. He played a really good game and was involved in lots of good play. We did lose that game two one, and I know you weren't there because you were on your way to Scunny, weren't mm. you? Um, but that was the only time we saw Randon Williams, and and it, he looks pretty decent, but maybe a little bit unfit. There were some good performances, mate, and I know it doesn't matter about the result pre-season, but I actually came away happier having watched some of the young lads play against Mansfield and then went all the way in that traffic to the bridge to the, to Scunny. I mean, first half, other than Ulston on the ball, wasn't particularly good, was it? I know you were there. Yeah, it was pretty, it wasn't the best, was it? It was typical <laughs> pre-season slog. I mean, it was one of them. It was like, oh God, should I have just stayed at home? But it's just great to be watching live sport again. I mean, you look at the Mansfield team, pretty much a lot of the starting, you know, you had Coyle, Doherty, Greaves, KLP, McGuinness, obviously got on the score sheet. But yeah, friendlies mean nothing to them, mate. And no. I think that's what we was annoyed about. And I know you was when everyone's slagging Smallwood off. Just because he does a misplay pass or he loses the ball against Mansfield in pre-season don't mean he's <laughs> not going to be ready for the championship. It, it, that's the, It's ready getting ready for your job, isn't it? It's, if yeah. you haven't been at work for a few weeks, it's like me and you all know working in schools. The first few weeks back, it's you, you know, it's getting back into it, getting up again, doing mm-hmm. all that. And that's what these lads do, even though they are pro football players. But yeah, I mean, obviously we saw the Scunny and Mansfield on the same day, then we went to Sunderland and got beat. Yeah, I think normally we'd, I would have therapy, wouldn't we? I know we played Gainsborough last year, but I think due to COVID, I know it's going down and obviously restrictions are being lifted. You look at even who the big teams have played. I mean, Man U played Everton, which is close from Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea. They all played in friendlies. And I think it was just limiting that distance, wanting the yeah. travelling and everything. But yeah, pre-season, done and dusted. Obviously, apart from Honeyman, it was a big loss at the beginning of the season. Obviously, we don't know when he's going to be back officially. But no massive, massive injury losses. Obviously, we got rid of Beck. That was a bit of a shock earlier in pre-season. We didn't know if he was going to be signing. But apart from that, quite a content pre-season, which isn't really affiliated with all City and especially <laughs> Rovers as well for me and you for rugby and football. Normally, pre-seasons havoc and there's all these games and we get a season injury but at the yeah. moment mate we're plodding along aren't we it's early doors we've only played two competitive matches but yeah happy with pre-season how it went and how the lads did especially the young kids I mean you got who even came on last night Matty Jacob aren't you Ollie Green who you rate highly Andy Smith yeah. it's good to see these academy lads following on from Greaves KLP Fleming and, and that's what we want don't we all lads I know all in the surrounding areas playing for the Tigers yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's, there's such good talent. And when I'm looking at the, I mean, because it's unfortunate that some of the 23s games are actually going to be at the York Stadium, the LNER yeah. community one. But the, I know there are going to be some that are at the MKM. So I'm definitely going to make an effort to try and go to some of the York games where I'll be at the at the stadium for the under 23s. Because I, I actually get more excited about some of the, 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 the players that are mm. there. When you when you look at like Jacob Greaves had like a whole season at Cheltenham, didn't he? Obviously yeah. to to play his trade and whatever. And then he he came in and he was ready and he kept device out the team for God's sake. You know, he had to leave to get minutes because he just never, never recovered him, did he? Um, but he cemented that place in, uh, his, uh, as his own. And even young lads like, like Andy Smith, he, he looks a top player, mate. Andy Smith does. He looks a great defender. Yeah, he's um, a big kid as well, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He, he, and you can tell him and Greaves have played together when, when mm. they play, I saw him play for, uh, for City when it was, um, what are they called? Fleetwood. Last year mm. in the AFL Cup, they played really well together. That was when Coyle scored his last-minute screamer. Yeah. Um, but there were some young lads who were playing there. And obviously, you've got like uh, Ahmed Salam and Billy Chadwick have gone out to Linfield on loan as well. So, they're getting like European experience. Yeah, playing Europa League. It's great, isn't it? That's yeah. great to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, with pre-season done and dusted, not that many, uh, not that many games to speak about. We go to Preston, go one nil down within ten minutes, and you might think, "Oh, here we go, it's the old typical city." But it wants to be, mate, was it? Turned it on, didn't we? Ridiculous, ridiculous! What a result! I mean, it's one of the first game of the season, the first cup games, and all that. You can't really, you don't, you know, if you're a gambler, it's hard to put a bet on it because you don't know who's going to mm-hmm. turn up. And when City went down, obviously. Bit of a no, I won't say shoddy goal. It's one of them, isn't it? Because you don't play many preseason matches. This is still a bit of preseason in in your own right, isn't it? And yeah. bit of shoddy defending from the Tigers, but to go one nil down and the way they came back. I mean, I'm just loving the attitude from KLP shushing the Preston fans. Absolutely brilliant. And then you go into the second half. A few efforts from Preston, but they weren't really in the game, mate. I mean, you look at the stats, yeah. you know, City had 16 shots. They only had seven. We had 53% possession. So, really good. And to see the likes of Smallwood getting on the score sheet, I know it was a deflection. And then Josh McGuinness, the old stalwart, still banging him in the second tier. And Andy Cannon, a kid on debut. And really positive signs. And what I love about it is probably the unity at the end from the fans and McCann. Mm. I mean, even uh, we all put our hands up when we got relegated. I was wanting that bloke out. And he's still, even when he got promoted, he's always going to have his critics. The club at the minute, even it's nowhere where we want it to be. There's still obviously divides with the board and there's no point going into that because we know what it is. And with the manager, there's always going to be McCann out and McCann in. Same as every <laughs> fan base, isn't they? Yeah, but that yeah. passion at the end, coming over to the fans in his G-Lay, Cliff Bairn in his shorts. How, um, <laughs> we, we love Cliff Bairn shorts, don't we? But um, giving it to the fans, big following from the Tigers, want the 1,600-700 there. So yeah. great, great. Great to kick off the season because you need these early wins in the championship. I think it's tougher than the Prem because you're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, then you've got cup games. Because come December, these early victories in January, they could be vital. So three points, you top of the league, four one, absolutely fantastic, mate. I don't know how you found it. It was um it was weird. It was a weird feeling. I mean, I I might be saying something here that, that people didn't really know, but obviously we you, you, there were a lot of fans that made the trip, weren't they? In talking nearly 2,000, mm. just over 1,700. And they made a right noise, didn't they? I mean, to be fair, I mean, one one thing that Rich has done for this episode for us, and you'll hear it when it goes out, but he actually recorded some of the crowd noises oh, uh, nice. when, we, when we scored and stuff. And it's just absolutely deafening. It's brilliant. Um, but I, I couldn't go. My missus was out. So I, I have three kids now. So um, it, was, it was a little bit of bit annoyance but more practicality really that I knew I'd be watching them at Wigan and you know you have to plan accordingly yeah. with your family life don't you but I managed to to actually get an iFollow stream and if and if people don't know how to do this <laughs> all you need to do is invest in a VPN it thinks you're abroad and you can watch it abroad um, so if people were struggling with that then make sure you do that because that's how I did it worked perfectly for me I live in Netherlands apparently according to my phone so eleven euros later, there I, there I was watching the I follow, listening to James Fletcher, and it was just like last season when I when I was trying to do the away games, um, and after that first shaky ten minutes, we we dominated, mate. We were the better, we were the better team by far, and then that that assist from Smallwood is up there with one of the best things I think he's done. The vision to pick that pass out for then KLP to to curl round because by the way it was a penalty on KLP. Yeah. Twice he was act at. He got up after the first one and they were all saying he was a diver and they were giving him all sorts. But I loved that when he went straight over to the crowd. Up comes the shush. They, all the other fans go absolutely mad and start trying to throw stuff at him and all of that. I, I love that KLP <laughs> has that edge. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant, isn't it? 
Bit of composure um, as well, wasn't it, for such oh, a young yeah. kid. You yeah. know, great ball from Smallwood, like he said, but he's still got yeah. a job to do. The keeper's shooting out him. Yeah. Big keeper, wasn't he, six foot four. And for yeah. a young lad, slots it right hand corner, mate. And great way, for, especially for him to, to, to kick off his season. Everyone was going, can he do it in the championship? Mm. He started, anti two games, two goals. So hopefully a yeah. massive season for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I will just say, if we move on to the Wigan game, um, yeah. one of the players I did want to speak about when you mentioned him earlier was Tom Eaves. Tom Eaves came on against Preston really, really late, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but when you saw the out ball, he's worked on his game, mate. I, I was, again, back into the championship season, I thought it was woeful. He, he had a touch of a trampoline and it was just oh, absolutely awful. But he's really worked on his game. I know he was he was injured a little bit last season and then he never really got a run because of the form of, of McGuinness because he was just so good. Um but he's, he held the ball up really well for that fourth goal. If you look at the full play of that, they kind of played a, played a long diagonal ball and it, it, he was, eased his chest and he got, squared it off and then made the run. He then made the run for Coyle and that back heel to see that, mate, that absolutely helped standing from him. Yeah, I thought he did, had a real good contribution in the maybe, what, five, six minutes he was on the pitch. He wasn't on the pitch an awful long time, was he? Um I've... Yeah, go on. Sorry. Sorry, mate. I think when you see a bloke like Tom Eaves, you see how big he is. You see what we should be doing. We, we've got to understand that he's not going to be banging these goals in. And the way we play, sometimes we struggle to get the ball in. But even if you look at last night's game and you look at that assist then, that back heel, he, he's always holding the ball up. He's always he's like that, that big poacher, isn't he? Unfortunately, he hasn't got his shooting boots on at the tag as like he had when he was at Gillingham and stuff. It just hasn't worked out. But for the work rate he does, I mean, you look last night, he was one of the leaders in that team against Wigan and he comes on a bit of experience at the back end of the Preston game. He always offers you something. He's not one of these kids where, and this is why I find it hard to slag him off as such because I know it's his job to score goals, but he's not one, He's not for the one for not trying. He's always giving his best. And, and he seems to have a really good relationship with the players, the fans at the end. I know sometimes it seems like a bit of a Mickey take when they're doing the chants and stuff. The course thing, yeah. Yeah. I, I did kind of get that impression yesterday. I but... did, when because it was when he was messing up and stuff, wasn't it? And I was like, look, don't, come on, do you know what I mean? It, 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 you don't want him for, to be hearing that. And he slotted his penalty really good last night. Yeah, but yeah, did, yeah, positive to get an assist for Tom Eaves. I don't think he's the answer for all City, but at the moment, he's not the worst player that we could have up there. And I think with him and McGuinness, they've worked together. McCann knows what he wants, what he wants out of them. Um, and hopefully, he can find the net a few times this season because obviously, we need to give him a bit of time. He's our player at the end of the day. He's not going anywhere. And that's what I've learned in sport. There's no point calling for a kid's head or a manager's head. If you know they're not going anywhere, we need to stick with him. And hopefully, if he bags a few, we bags a few. But yeah, work rate really good from Eves. He's trying, he's trying. I know it's his job and he's a professional football <laughs> player, but that's what we've got to realise. Us shouting in the stands, we won't be able to do that assist against Preston at that speed. So yeah, um, positive, that, no positive. Yeah. Um, I mean, that less said about the first half against Wigan, the better. Because well, I, I, I was texting it. you the full game. It was that boring. No, it was absolutely rubbish, wasn't it? I was trying to figure out things that I could actually write for the match report for mm. Babylon. I was just like, this is slim pickings. And I was speaking to the other journalists next to me and I was like, bit hard to go on this, isn't it? They were like, it's not the most, uh, not the most interesting of, of games. I mean, I thought Wigan shaded it that first half. I thought they looked a little bit more dangerous. I recognised Dumfries from last season because he used mm. to play for Rochdale. He was lively, wasn't he? He was a bit of a Jamie Vardy style striker for me. Um, he kind of he's a pest. 
you know, he runs in and out and he don't give up and he's, he's Duracell, mate. He just never gives up. Um, and he did cause all, all ends of problems. And I didn't I didn't think Reeves had a bad game. I thought um, Deshaun Bernard had a decent game as well. But he, he caused that goal by, you know, being in and around the box and, and basically putting the pressure on because Baxter made the save and Noel was onto the second ball. He was first there, wasn't he? Start the second half when we go one down. Um, and I don't... I mean, that was where we kind of sprung into life for about 10, 15 minutes and we actually looked decent then, didn't we? When It was funny, isn't it? When you start actually running onto the ball and they start playing some through balls, you can actually build a bit of momentum. I thought that first half, very, very poor. It, again, we've mentioned it, haven't we? It was very pre-season. Like, obviously, mm. this team's never played together. I thought Bernard, obviously, he's going to always remember his um, goal conversion attempts as the penalty <laughs> shootout at um, <laughs> You know, to be fair, he can play for Rovers because we ain't got a kicker at the minute. That's so right. He can, uh, it, it, without Adul in the team. Yeah, literally, we need him next week for the derby, don't we? Okay, <laughs> see if that's what he's doing. But yeah, him and Greaves, I thought they worked well together. A few mistakes early doors. Um, but yeah, for the goal, I thought it was just a bit naive, weren't we? And with Baxter, yeah. he's got a lot of critics yesterday. I think he's got a good future in the game and he seems very vocal. That's what you need as a keeper. But the experience showed last night. I think you look at their team, obviously, that Jordan Jones, who's been at Rangers, the keeper's played for them for a while, the other Jones, mm. Max Power, the captain in the middle of the park. Obviously, ex-Targa, Will Keane up front, um, very similar it's to Eves. as it's, well, didn't he? It's yeah. at the end. Yeah, well, at least he can get a shot on target at the KC. I think it was his first one, wasn't it? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it's, until that second half, them two quick goals, it was a very boring game. But give credit to City in that second half. They tried their hardest to get back. I thought Emmanuel was really good. I thought Matty Smith controlled the middle of the park. And then when the young lads came on, Jarvis, Andy Smith and Harry Wood, I thought Wood really good as well. Um, only a little bit of time, wasn't it? 15 minutes max. They all took the penalties really well, the young kids. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they really did. And I just think it's one of them things. It's that old cliche. And if you win, it's brilliant. The road to Wembley starts. If you get beat, we're concentrating on the league. I don't think you've got to look at it, aren't you? Was we going to get anywhere near the Carabao Cup? Probably not. Is it worth it? Come if there's a team, I don't know, a few teams won last night, didn't they, in the Championship. We might play a team on a Saturday and they've already played twice that week. So it can come to advantage for you. It's a shame that we're out of the Cup. But it gives some young lads some game time. I thought Moncare was really good. I thought he controlled it. Um, and on a, um, a famous dad and son combination, I thought James Carragher, obviously making his Wigan debut, mate, the son of Jamie, only mm. came on for 20 minutes. But I thought he was really good, very vocal, like his old man, very demanding. And he's definitely one for the future with a big reputation of his dad. So, yeah, it's one of them things, mate. We're out the cup. There's nothing we can do about it. We'll go on to QPR. Um, and that's the history is written for um, City in the Carabao Cup this year. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that makes me sad, really, was, well, there's two things, actually. Now that we only have three subs, um, obviously I was begging for Ollie Green to get yes, on. Yes, I, I think thought it was, but it was Harry Wood. It was Harry Wood, yeah, because both of them went to warm up together. I actually saw Ollie after the game and I spoke to him and he basically said, he said, right, Woody and Green are going warm up. And he said at that point, he's like, his ass was going because he thought, I'm coming on. It's either me or him, it's 50-50. And he actually went with Wood because Wood's kind of more advanced. I think if it had brought Cannon off, I think Green would have come on. Um, but obviously Matt Smith was having such a good game that it's difficult to do that and take two midfielders off, you know. Mm. Um, and in the end, he went, he went with, um, he went with Moncur, didn't he? Because he's still getting his match fitness. So mm. 
what he did say though, he said, "Oh, well, that chance at the end that Woody missed, you know, there was what there was a there was a sort of knockdown from Eves, and then Wood had a shot. It just went yeah, it went just foot. to the left hand side, didn't he? He said, "Oh, I'd have, I'd have scored that because I'm left footed, and Woody's <laughs> not." <laughs> so you got to love that, but love the it, confidence, mate. That's what you need. It, if if it, if there was five subs, he'd have got on, and that's mm. I understand the why people criticise about the five subs. You know, it's too many changes, disjointed, yada yada, but. It actually gives the young kids more of a chance. I'm actually all for it. Yeah. Um, and and, that, and that's the other thing that makes me a bit sad is that now we're out of that cup, I can't see where the 23s are going to get first, day, first team game time unless there's really bad injuries or, or there's maybe a game where McCann's going, oh, well, no, we'll save it for that. Or we've got, you know, Chef United. So we, we want the, the strongest squad for that. We'll, we're, we're going to somebody like... Uh, I mean, well, there's no easy games in the championship. No. You know what I mean? Where if it's if it's an away game and you think, not really sure about this, we'll play a couple of young lads on mm. the bench. That the the EFL Cup, the the Carabao Cup, would have been where we would have blooded them youngsters. And now no Papa Johns that. as well, mate. There's no Papa Johns because we're not in League One. So no. the next one is the FA Cup, and that doesn't start till two, three months down the line, mm. does it? So it, it might be a bit sad, but it might be the only way that they're going to get the under-23s are going to get game time is in the actual 23s or if any of them go on loan. What's your, opi- what's your opinion on that, mate? Because I know, obviously, from a rugby point of view, when we've got young kids especially, I like to see them go on loan because I feel like they're playing against men. They're not just playing against their age and the kids. I mean, even you look at City now, Chadwick and Salam, I know they're only playing in that conference league, but they've played, they played in the Champions League as well when Linfield got knocked out. So they've played a Champions League game. Yes, I know it's not a group stage and it was against a team from Luxembourg, but it's still a Champions League game. Yeah. I, I much prefer... Especially the kids now, like the Woods, the Smiths, the Ollie Greens, the lads who were breaking into the first team, but still a bit far away from it. Mm. I prefer them to go play League Two, um, Champ Conference, Conference North, whatever it may be, because yeah. you're playing against blokes, aren't you? Playing against experienced players week in, week out, and that's probably a better development than playing, I don't know, York 18s at Bishop on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, really. I think. It's difficult when you've when you've only got second year scholars like when they just signed the pro contracts. Mm. There's about five or six of them, you know. There's like Josh Hines, um, Harry Lovick, Green is one of them. There's a lot of there's a lot of kids, mate, where they are going to be playing against other under twenty three sides, and they, that that that's to you know you play through your thirds and you're playing against you know other kids your age. Mm. But look what Lewis Potter did. He went on loan to Bradford Park Ave, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and it it, it went for a long time, but. You know, even like Billy Chadwick originally went to like Gainsborough, and now he's gone to Linfield. I think loans, particularly where it's one or two months, and they're guaranteed say four or five games. I think they really need that. Mm. So I would, I'd be hopeful that McCann has got some kind of deals for these youngsters to go and play elsewhere, um, even if it is for a month here and there, and they're not with the twenty threes, just to spice it up for them a little bit. So they've got, like you say, playing against men, physicality, particularly if you're in the midfield. You don't get as much time on the ball, so yeah. It's a shame we don't have like an affiliate club that's not obviously in the lower lower leagues. Obviously, I know we've always had that affiliation. Yeah. You've had stuff with like Pickering, aren't you, and Gainsborough? And yeah, Ferris, yeah. But it's a shame we haven't got that 
a team really close in like the conference or where you can send a few of them going on, obviously driving down together, still keeping that city ethos and playing yeah. together because that would really bring them on. But it's where we're at in it, mate. And that's the thing. It's they're young kids. They've got a lot of football ahead of them. But let's hope, obviously, now with COVID's gone and everything, the academy and the reserves can keep playing and playing and they can get 30, 40 games this year because it'll only benefit them and the first team in a few years to come. Absolutely. Um, just one sort of thing before we go then, mate. Um, QPR game this week. How, how, what are your thoughts on the game coming up? Yeah, I think they've signed a few decent players, haven't they? They've got Charlie Austin on a free, Jordan Archer, Moses, um, Odebaje, obviously yeah. formerly of the Tigers, um, Stefan Johansson and Dazelle in the middle. I mean, they're, they're one of them clubs that have... Uh, at the top or they're at the bottom aren't they? they've obviously they've always had the stints in the Prem a bit similar to us really um, Matt Warburton an experienced coach you didn't I think people wrote us off didn't they straight away when we went to um, Preston it was you know even look at the comments from Alan Brown you know about what they thought we was and that was in League One last year but <laughs> we, we've yeah. got to, we've got to make it a fortress haven't we as daft as that sounds and as cliche as that sounds We've got to kick on now. They've drew against Millwall their first game of the season, so they haven't got a victory yet. They'll be bringing, a, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of fans over. Obviously, the train from London Saturday, so I'm hoping a big crowd from there. And if we can be two games in on six points or four points, mate, we're going to take that, aren't we, every day of the week? If you would have looked and said we're going to win and draw or win and win our first two games, we'll be very happy. But I think we've got to dominate them down the middle, obviously. We know how we play. We know what formation we're going to do. Charlie Austin, he's done it in the Prem. He's done it for years. Scored a few pre-season against Man U. He's on form. He's always going to be deadly, them old, experienced strikers. So for the, whoever plays, if it's Jones, Greaves, if Bernard gets a chance, anyone in defence, Coyle and Emmanuel, I, th I think they've got to be key. I think the back's got to be key. And then hopefully the lads up front can do the business. But no need to change what we did, mate. I can see the same side, really. I can't see him changing much. And hopefully we can be um, still top of the league come Saturday, 6 o'clock. Uh, fingers crossed. One thing I would say is I'm not I'm still not sure what he'll do at the back because I think he'll go with Jones and Greaves, but he's going to have Coyle at the right. He's then put Emmanuel the other side, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if if Coyle's knock was was bad enough because he went off injured. Obviously, mm. I'm not sure if his knock's enough to keep him out. But there would be a shout for putting Fleming in there because I yeah. thought he was really good last night. Um, Great. Nothing really came down his side, did it? Really good yeah, tackle cross... at the end, mate, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the the cross did, but it wasn't it wasn't actually him who had to get out. It was no. it was actually it wasn't even yeah, it was Lewis Potter at that point. He he was there, but he didn't kind of pressure him, and it was the secondary ball after the cross. They actually dealt with the first one all right. So the Baxter saved it, and it was defense was static. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, there was a great great tackle at the end where it's like sliding in sort of from the side, hooks the ball, and then goes up the other end with it. Um, I think him and KLP have a good understanding as well because they've played like youth together as well as well, aren't they? So um, I won't be upset if he puts Fleming as the only change, but I, I don't see any reason to change anything else because we nobody's really droppable, are they? No, that game. no, that's the thing in it. I think that's going to be the reason. Obviously, if Coyle don't make it or he's on the bench or whatever, I'd definitely go Manuel and Fleming. I love Josh Emmanuel. He literally he looks like the most clumsy, clumsiest bloke in the world. He, does, he, yeah. he, he runs like a pissed up dad at a wedding. Don't he? But <laughs> <laughs> some of them balls he produces, some of the tackles, he's a big bloke, isn't he? But I yeah, think he's, he's massive this year in a free transfer. Obviously, we got him for some massive business again done by our city on that free transfer lag. But yeah, mate, it's one of them. It's a long old season. It's game two of 46. 
So we'll see where we go. It's not. Um, I'm expecting if there is a defeat, the McCann out, Barmy yeah. to be back, but um, and Eves to be getting salt and all this. But it's just a day in the life of a City fan, isn't it, mate? Big first game back with fans at the Championship. We're back in the second tier, and hopefully big attendance, big-ish, obviously not like what we expected. Um, and we want. We know we're not going to get the massive, massive following like we used to, but we are where we are. We go for it and hopefully we can pick up our second victory, mate. But um, happy times at the minute. It's positive. It's early doors. And this is the favourite bit of the season, isn't it? Because you've got no worries at the minute. It's you take each game as it comes and then give us it in two months. We'll be going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know if, if we do lose on Saturday, which I, I think I think we'll at least draw. I think I, We need to go into it with a positive mindset. But Yeah, I'll take mute, a draw. The mute button will be used an awful lot on Twitter. Some of, the, some of the inane rubbish the yeah. people howl into the void of it is ridiculous isn't it but <laughs> yeah same with you mate fingers crossed very positive uh, I'm actually on holiday from this Saturday so I'll have to be watching it from the airport before I go to Mallorca with the family nice enjoy um, so, yeah well so I'll miss that I'll miss the derby game and then I'll I'll even miss the uh, FCKR derby because I'll be getting back just as it kicks off I think so what time does your flight land uh, I think think it lands i might land about half three to get back oh. so and it's doncaster so i'll have it recorded on the old sky plus i think yeah um and then just try and avoid the score until i get back but i'll probably not be able to do that i'll be checking be checking for city on the other two games and then it'll be rovers and all won't it so um hopefully it'll be a nice little breakaway and <laughs> i don't have to pay a fortune in pcr tests definitely so. mate, that's the main <laughs> thing but um, listen, mate, it's been great to have you on. Obviously, Rich and I will be back when Sam back from holiday for episode two after the next couple of games. But really appreciate you coming on, Joe. Uh, keep up the good work with Red Robin. Uh, and obviously following City as well. And hopefully we'll get you on later point in the season, mate. Definitely, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Keep up the hard work and let's hope both the Robins and the Tigers have a successful year, mate. Uh, <laughs> drink to that. Definitely, <laughs> up mate. Up the Tigers. See up the later, Tigers. Bro. See you, pal. Bye.